Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mac Indeed. It's been a couple weeks. Our schedule got ambushed. It was under attack. Sleepy Joe Biden was doing nothing to help us out, but we are so back. We are here this week to break down some free agency. The rumors are going fast and furious. We also have the NFL Combine, also as the NFL Eugenics Lab. It's been so much fun to follow so far. And I am joined today by James Dunton. And the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Dun dun. Was that the one you cooked up that you were laughing your ass off at your desk <laughs> two weeks ago? When I try to think of these, I like try to think of like DU, like or something that has that same alliteration going on. <laughs> I was like, this is so dumb. I have to do this. All right. Perfect. Well, I'm glad we have it, Diddy. I'm excited to talk free agency. I know you and I have talked about potentially dropping a uh, like a fantasy football primer. So this is kind of that first step. You know, where did these guys go? And uh, especially fantasy wise, who who has that kind of the best uh, new scenario or new situation potentially? Yeah, and I think this is actually a pretty good year when it comes to one fantasy guys that are going to be moving in free agency. But also, too, I don't know if you get this sense, but it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of like fraudulent guys that are about ready to get signed. Like today, Marcus May just got cut by the New Orleans Saints because he was too expensive, signed from the New York Jets previously. I could have told you he was going to ultimately be an overpaid guy. He was going to be a cap casualty down the road to like, all the guys that are in free agency this year feel really quality. Like it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of guys that are going to like a couple years down the road. You're going to really regret the deal that you do with them. There's a couple of them, which we'll get into, but it really feels like this is a very, very good free agency class. Yeah. We, I mean, I'm looking at the top 25 that we've outlined, right? And number 25 is uh, Mike and, and Winwoo uh, out, of, out of New England. And even if you don't see him as a starter, which I think he kind of proved this past year, he, he's able to step up and be at, at least an average caliber tight or a tackle. Um, when 25th is a, is a tackle right in the free agency class, that means, you know, people are going to be getting paid, especially with that increase in, in funds this year. Yeah, and I think I think that's really going to allow a lot of teams that maybe previously weren't going to be in free agency, just weren't going to be a player. They're going to be able to actually sign a lot of these guys. Like I, I'm worried that the Chiefs are just going to have so much money now. They're going to find a couple of guys that are willing to take below market deals to go and win a championship. And there's going to be even more stacked going into next year. So that is a whole new wrinkle that is pretty unprecedented. It was like the biggest year over year increase in salary cap history. So it, I, I I think I message you. It really reminds me of the 2016 Warriors whenever the NBA had a similar thing. They decided not to smooth and just had a one year jump. And that allowed the Warriors to trade away a couple of salaries and then ultimately land Kevin Durant and really cause an imbalance of power in the nba and if the same thing happens in the nfl where like the the rich just keep getting richer it can be really really scary for the rest of the league fortunately for the nfl one player does not make a team uh so you know grabbing a mike evans which uh, maybe is is on the table for them does not all of a sudden make them unbeatable um i guess unless you can see like the 07 pads who got randy moss and it was just everything up from there but that, that team was stacked even without randy so um, you know, this chief seems great. Obviously I, I don't, I don't think $30 million of cap space helps because all their guys that have been balling out also need new deals. Yeah. And especially as they start telegraphing what their payroll is going to look like in the next couple of years, doing a budget of sorts, if you know what I mean, then they're really going to start struggling to be able to afford everybody. Trent McDuffie is going to be needing a new deal here soon. There's a lot of their offensive linemen that are going to need new deals here soon. So it's going to get very, very pricey really quickly. And you, you mentioned the depth that is in this free agency class as well. 
we're only going to do predictions for the top 25. If you're looking at this list, there's a lot of quality guys that didn't make this list. Jonah Jackson of the Lions isn't on this list. Patrick Queen isn't on this list. I'm not I'm not the biggest Patrick Queen fan, but uh, pro football focus, they were projecting him to get a four-year, $92 million deal just based off his past pedigree and then all his potential uh, future abilities and what his production is going to look like so there's some quality guys that ultimately didn't make this list baker mayfield's not on this list so it's a very very deep class and you can kind of turn turn around your team pretty quickly if you want to yeah it's i'm hoping the pads fill some holes here we we have money to spend and a lot of need aren't you guys like third in cap space or second we or are yeah. third in cap space yeah that's insane. I mean, if Draw Mayo really wants to turn around this whole thing really quickly, he totally can. And realistically, as we're about ready to go through, there's some free agents that you guys might be able to just like kind of slough off and then kind of recoup them with some better players that are able to come in pretty quickly. So it, it could be a pretty exciting time in New England. For sure. Let's start off at the top. We got the the obvious one, A, the, the, the best free agent in all the land, Chris Jones. What are your thoughts on Chris Jones and where he's going to land? Yeah, th- th- this one, along with Legereus Sneed, who the Chiefs have already franchise tagged, I feel like that's their top priority. Um, there's some other guys that are more exciting, potentially, for Chiefs fans. You know, go get a Mike Evans, etc. I think they're going to have to pretty much use all of that newfound cap space to uh, to secure Chris Jones. But, I mean, he proved he's an absolute game wrecker. Healthy Chris Jones on that defense is an entirely different team, and they win Super Bowls with him, so... I don't see how they don't find a way to make him on their roster unless he gets, I mean, past Aaron Donald money, which I guess isn't within the realm or isn't outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. So he already reportedly turned out a $27 million per year deal. Aaron Donald is the most highly paid defensive tackle in the league at like 31, 31 and a half million per year. So, yeah, it seems like that's kind of where he's circling is 30 plus million plus, you know, he got that cap increase that we talked about going to allow for a lot of teams to maybe pay a little bit more for some of these guys. So I I am very concerned about where the Chiefs could end up in these negotiations. As you mentioned, Legereus Sneed already got that tag from the Chiefs, so no longer an option with Chris Jones. I, I really feel like this is a situation where the Chiefs are going to look at Chris Jones and realize, hey, you are an aging defensive tackle. You're 30 years old, and historically, even if you are an all-pro defensive tackle, which Chris Jones is, you kind of typically start having some weight issues and typically start being a little bit worse down the stretch. And um, I had a friend the other day, he compared Chris Jones to like Fletcher Cox and Adam Kinsu after they got their big deals. And honestly, their, their production really started to fall off pretty quickly. So I feel like Chris Jones is going to be let go by the Chiefs. There's going to not enter negotiations ultimately. And I could totally see him being like, fuck you to the chiefs and going over to the Las Vegas Raiders and them giving him a big deal. That's my prediction as of right now. Yeah. And and, uh, we have to also consider every F bomb you drop is I think three times more expensive now with the current crypto bump. So you should be very careful there. Yeah. Sorry, Bernie. (laughs) He's sick right now too. So now he's like double sick because of all my cursing next up. Kirk O chains, Kirk Cousins. What we think? There's no chance the Vikings don't extend Kirk. Uh, I, he is the life there. They they love him in Minnesota. I do think they're going to grab a rookie QB, but I think they're going to try to take a lesson from the Packers and let that guy sit behind Kirk for as long as humanly possible. I like that idea a lot. I really don't know what to think about with Kirk because he's always Mister. Let me get as much money as possible, right? Like the dude has what one or two career playoff wins and he's made 200 plus million dollars in the nfl so far in his career i just don't really see 
it, where the advantage is here for the Vikings to bring him back. Obviously, you know, it allows you to continue to compete, but that NFC North is just going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. You got Caleb Williams probably coming in here soon. You have obviously the Lions who are on the upswing. You have the Packers apparently found another franchise quarterback somehow. I just don't think that this really moves the chain. And I, I really think that they're just like, you know what, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Asson, that is the timeline that we need. And they're going to be willing to not pay up for Kirk Cousins, who's like 35, 36 years old. Like he's old as dirt at this point. So my prediction is for him to go to a team that is still trying to cling on to some past successes. And I think that he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that they'll pair him with Chris Godwin, whoever they ultimately get, uh, whether it's Mike Evans or some level of replacement. I feel like Tobbles is just kind of a guy who's like willing to just roll the dice year after year and try and have the best uh, roster possible. And I think if they bring back Levante David, they have Vita Vea still there. They're an older aging roster, but I think that we're going to be trying to cling on to some of that success. So I, that's my prediction as of now. Yeah, I, I just disagree. I don't know. I think I think Baker played well enough. They're going to extend him. I think he brings enough juice to that team that that they kind of need. He's got the juice. It's true. Josh Allen's next. What are your thoughts? Jaguar. You, you don't draft a guy that's a stud, an edge presence, and and not keep him around. If they have to tag him, they tag him, but he's he's going to be a Jaguar. Yeah, isn't he like second or third? Or he might even be first now. I don't even know in franchise history and total career sacks. Like Josh Allen's a baller. I, I do think there's a little bit of like concern that they probably have that he's a bit more of a one-hit wonder. Because like obviously he's been good in the past, but like 19 and a half sacks, that's a ton. Like he was balling balling out so i'm sure they want to see a little bit more let's see if you can do it again sort of situation so my prediction is also a tag from the jags next up t higgins they already tagged him right i mean it's he's a bingle for sure yeah i guess the and that was my prediction as well just a tag from the Bengals. i guess the bigger question is do you think the Bengals try and shop him while he's on this tag uh that is a bit more interesting i don't think so i think they tagged him before the cap went up not that they didn't know it was about to um, but I think they they're going to do everything they can to try to work hard into the same team because they're just so much better when they've got two massive threats. Uh, but we'll see. I, I, I mean, they might, you know, if it's if, if they kind of have a similar last season, bro gets hurt earlier. They're just, you know, looking like a middle of the road AFC team. They might ship him for a second or a first to a, a team in contention. Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on what do the Bengals think they need to get Joe Burrows the support he needs. Does he need just one elite receiver or does he need two? And so that's where things get a little bit interesting. Do you want to triumvirate or do you want to just like keep doing the Tyler Boyd sort of situation as your wide receiver too? Uh, the Bengals are pretty locked in on a lot of their contracts too. So it does really make sense to just like, hey, bring back uh, T Higgins really the only free agent that they have that's super notable is DJ reader. They're finally getting off of Joe Mixon most likely it seems like. So I feel like the Bengals are making some smart moves and honestly, like just bringing back T Higgins seems like the thing to do. This one's going to be interesting. Brian Burns. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Similar to you thinking, um, you know, Chris Jones going to the Raiders. I think Burns is, is just done with the Panthers in general. They, I don't know if they're able to tag him or I feel like they're, they've ran out of opportunity there, but, a team that needs an edge presence after getting rid of their guy is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this, you know, Brian Burns just screams Tampa Bay, gives him a chance to play the Panthers twice a year. I think that seems like a kind of a slam dunk pickup. 
Yeah, he definitely seems like a guy that's disgruntled. And honestly, with the ownership situation in Carolina, like how how can you blame the guy? He wasn't as productive this past year, only like nine sacks or so, but still truly an elite bendy guy on the edge. I love Brian Burns, and I really hope he goes to a situation that is good for him. And I really feel like the Titans could kind of be the team that ultimately breaks the bank and draws, goes and gets Brian Burns. Uh, they have a lot of cash to burn, uh, definitely more on the come up as a, a type of team, but they also still have like some aging veterans like DeAndre Hopkins isn't going anywhere, it seems like. So I feel like they are still going to try to compete at least a little bit and getting a building block on the defensive end would be really smart for them. And I, I can't really remember the last time they had a great DN. Like they've had a lot of good D tackles, obviously, but like, Derek Morgan was probably the last really good DN that they had. So I think that he would be a welcome uh, sack guy, which I I, I hate it because he just missed out on Mike Vrabel, right? So I, I like Brian Burns a lot. Uh, next up, Justin Matabuki from the uh, Ravens. Yeah, there, there's going to be a common theme here that I'm a little bit less spicy than you, but uh, he fits so well in that Ravens scheme. I just don't see them not bringing him back. So I, I kept him on the Ravens. Yeah, the tag is the obvious situation, but the Ravens have been very ho-hum on like what they're ultimately going to do with Matabuki. Obviously, he is the ultimate one-hit wonder in this entire free agency class. If there's anyone that I feel like is going to fall off next year, it is Matabuki. He definitely has uh, the, the background and everything. Like He has the motor. He, he has the technical skills, but it's just never really kind of built itself up to like this number of sacks that they had this past year. I this feels like a classic Raven situation where they let their top free agent go in free agency. They're like, you know what? As much as we like you, we just don't want to have to pay the premium. We'd rather try and replace you with the Jadavion Clownies of the world and such, which who is also a free agent. Um, so I, I think that Matabuki walks ultimately. I don't think the Ravens put the tag, which is an expensive tag, on him. And I think that Matabuki goes to the Bears. They've been making a ton of investments in their defense recently. They're going to have some cash to burn. Uh, they have some of the, the greatest cap space in all of the NFL right now. And I feel like he would just be a plug-and-play guy for them after Akeem Hicks has ultimately left them. So it just makes sense to me. Christian yeah, Wilkins. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, the Bears are another obvious choice because they, they, they want to bring back some some swagger. They still have Eberflus, so, you know, they're going to invest on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christian Wilkins, not to not to sound like a broken record, fits so well with that Dolphins team, felt like a real leader there. I, I don't see him leaving that, that team. Yeah, agree. He seems like a cult hero there. Everybody seems to like him, and I feel like, Jalen Ramsey single-handedly is going to riot if Christian Wilkins isn't there next year. I really feel like Wilkins should be getting more fanfare. Like, obviously, he has those great, like, Sunday night games and everything like that, but it feels like he kind of gets lost in the shuffle with all the star power they have in Miami. He's he's excellent. Antoine Woodfield Jr., this one's spicy. Yeah, he I, – I mean, I could see him coming back as a Buck. You know, he's kind of just always been – you think of him and the Buccaneers together, but uh, this one seems like a Titan – Ross, you know, kind of guy to me. It's a team that just needs some kind of juice, just in general, on their roster. Like, you know, they're gonna have a new coach. They might kind of chase after some star power here. Uh, He seems like that kind of signing that, honestly, I think in the end of the day isn't super impactful, but enough to kind of get the fans at least excited. Yeah, and they're in a post-Kevin Byard world. They need another safety. I like the Titans call. I went to another team that also has a ton of cap space here, and I thought the Commanders could ultimately use Antoine Winfield Jr. I think that they are in such a 
just residual rebuild. They just dropped Logan Thomas today, the tight end. And it's like, they got to start getting some foundational guys that they're willing to spend some money on. Cameron Curl is also a safety on the commanders who's also a free agent. I ultimately see Cameron Curl leaving. And I think that they're going to upgrade and go with Antoine Winfield Jr. Once again, another stud like how is this man in free agency right now like i i feel like it's almost malpractice that the bucks don't want to tag him but they just have so many other good free agency now so i love antoine Whitfield jr i think he's going to be successful no matter where he goes next up jalen johnson cornerback from the bears i think the bears have already kind of hinted at the tag uh he's a guy you can't let walk out a young corner right i mean he's gonna he's gonna be back yeah obvious obvious tag candidate next up legerius sneed Again, I think the Chiefs already tagged him, but if not, they they have to. I mean, that you have to bring back Legarius. Yeah, obviously an excellent, excellent corner. I would love a nice little Chiefs tag, which already happened, but then trade to the Detroit Lions. But we'll see if that ultimately happens. Uh, next up, Michael Pittman Jr. I, I, he's been, I think, hinted towards the tag, but uh, their GM, I can't think of his name right now. Polian, is that the, or am I, I'm mixing up some names here. Uh, anyway, the, the, the Colts want him back. It makes no sense to let a, a true wide receiver one leave the building, especially with a young quarterback. Um, if they're not able to get a deal done, I think they will get a deal done. But if not, you have to tag him. Like, you can't let uh, AR go out there with just no one to throw the ball to. You're saying Alec Pierce is no one? I, I totally agree with you. Pittman honestly kind of feels like a tag and then kind of like a holdout type of guy. Like if he doesn't get that long extension that he wants, he might not show up for camp, but we'll see. I don't know why. I, I just kind of have that feel in the back of my head. Uh, next up, Danielle Hunter, edge from the Vikings. I, I think maybe for the first time uh, we see the, the the Packers actually go out and try to make a splash. It, it seems like a guy that they, you know, kind of addition by subtraction, you know, get to get the foe the foe's best player off their team, uh, give yourself a better chance. I, I could see them going after him. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we have uh, precedence for Vikings going over to the Packers, especially on the pass rusher area. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting uh negotiation i feel like i feel like a couple of years ago we get daniel hunter on the market he's the number one free agent and he's going for like 25 million plus a year but now his market's cooled a little bit he had a down season where he still had double digit sacks last year but i think that he is still excellent and his best years are still ahead of him i would love to see him in houston with the Texans. They have one of their top pass rushers who's a free agent this year. And again, maybe a potential one-hit wonder in Jonathan Greenard. I feel like Daniel Hunter would make a lot of sense as his replacement. And honestly, probably better than Jonathan Greenard. You get him next to the guys like Malik Collins, and I feel like that Daniel Hunter could thrive. I mean, that's just a team on the come up, and I feel like Hunter ultimately really fits their timeline age-wise. Next up, Mike Evans. Wide receiver. Yeah, this is one of those ones. Uh, I do love Mike Evans. Seeing him as a Patriot would be pretty awesome, especially if we go quarterback early. Um, I'd rather probably go wide receiver early and, and try to load up the skill players and then go find QB. But um, I don't know, you, you can never plan perfectly. We'll see what happens. I think he stays a Buccaneer. Mike Evans' career Buccaneer, I, I think, is just too too easy of a story to write. And I, I don't know why Tampa Bay would let him leave. No, it makes sense. And they've rewarded their top, top free agents. Like I'm thinking like Levante, David, uh, Shaq Barrett for a while until they uh, sadly cut him. Also, did you know Shaq Barrett is the Buccaneers sack leader for their career? Isn't that interesting. I guess that's not surprising because he's edged, but a little bit since they had Warren Sapp for so long. Like it's, it's tough to really tell. 
Yeah, and they've had a lot of good linebackers like Barrett Root and such in their past, but whatever. I, it just surprised me when I saw that number. Um, I said that Mike Evans is going to go to the Patriots, and that is not me trying to be like, oh, yeah, James, I'm trying to make you feel good about your team. I just feel like if the Patriots are serious about being good next year, which it seems like they are, it feels like you got to get a floor raiser at wide receiver. We've seen it from Mike Evans for years, whenever they had James Winston, whenever Mike Evans was back in college with Johnny Manziel. Mike Evans makes every quarterback that he plays with better. And I feel like if you're trying to get Mac Jones back somehow next year, or if you're going for Baker next year, then the connection works out nicely. Or if you're just trying to get a rookie, you know, you get Jaden Daniels or such in, in uh, new England. I feel like no matter what Mike Evans is going to make that quarterback better. And yeah, sure. Mike Evans doesn't have 10 years left on his tires necessarily, but he's got a good like three, four years left. And that's, I feel like the Patriots would be happy with that. So I think he makes a lot of sense in new England. They have thoughts on that. I mean, like I said, I think I hate his age, but yeah, he, I think he could be a good Patriot. I, I like my guy. It's one of those ones where if we sign him and it doesn't work out, I'll be disappointed, but still like I get it. And and I like Mike Evans. So he's easy to cheer for. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fun player. Uh, next up Tyrone Smith. The Cowboys are always all about their offensive line. If there's one thing Jerry Jones respects, it is the offensive line. There's no way he lets him walk. Yeah, he's so old and he's been there forever. Like if he's walking, it's like for a one year massive deal and it's for another contender. And I feel like he's going to be back with the boys. Uh, Kendall Fuller, cornerback. I, I feel like the Cardinals, especially considering they have a defensive minded coach, are, are going to have to go out and start getting some some players to uh, to help out on that side, especially because they just got rid of uh buddha right didn't buddha they they traded buddha baker for for nothing or am i am i mixing up players they, they traded a defensive back for basically nothing like mid-season uh so they, they they need to get some defensive talent back on the on the ball yeah i think buddha's still with the cardinals but yeah isaiah simmons they traded away for like basically isaiah simmons, nothing. There we go. yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Shout out Isaiah Simmons. Hate that guy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm the same way. And like, we're in a post Patrick Peterson world. And at some point they got to get some reliable guys. And I feel like just having a steady corner just goes a long way for making sure that the rest of their young defenders start improving. So I think he makes a lot of sense in Arizona. Leonard Williams. We, I'll just go quickly through this one. Yeah. We both have him to the Seahawks. It, it would make zero sense for him to escape Seattle got traded over from the Jets, um, or excuse me, Giants, uh, just this past year. They gave up a ton to get him, including a second-round pick to get Leonard Williams in there. He's he's an excellent player, but also they just have to get negotiations going, going early in free agency. I, I don't know if you knew this, James. Leonard Williams has been tagged two consecutive years, once by the Jets and then by the Giants, and then – that means because of like the consecutive nature of how the franchise tag works, if the Seahawks try and tagged him during this season, this offseason, he would be uh, that tag would be worth thirty five million dollars. Like okay, ridiculous. So if I'm Larry Williams, I am trying praying that they tag me. Yeah, honestly, absolutely. But also, like you have all the leverage at that because ta- so. tag is fully guaranteed, right? That's kind of the big thing with it. Fully guaranteed and also it's just usually massive, you know, but like when it's successive like that, it's extra, extra massive. Yeah. So Leonard Williams will be a Seahawk next year. I'd be shocked if he's not uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, this feels like the Patriots signing, you know, trying to uh, get a receiver maybe on the cheap because he just had a couple of down years, uh, but still has that high end speed that we just have never had on this Patriots roster. It feels like maybe since like Brandon Cooks. 
Uh, this seems like the kind of guy we'd go after and then maybe draft two or three receivers as well. Yeah, it feels like literally last year when Belly B was still there, this would not be a Patriot, right? Like he has too many drop issues to actually be in a disciplined system like that. However, new age Pats could totally see it. I have him going to the Detroit Lions because I feel like the Lions desperately, desperately need a wide receiver too. We saw it in the NFC Championship game. That's what ultimately cost him was those Josh Reynolds drops. We get one more catch, one more catch from a more high quality receiver, a guy who's able to just like burn down the sideline. I feel like Hollywood Brown would fit so, so well with Amon Ra. I'd be a big fan. Just if, if, especially if you consider Jamo becomes your number three, like what what slot corners is going to keep up with him? Just get, get a little bit better on it. Maybe add a couple routes to your tree and god look out yeah i think he just is in for some redemption just in general too uh bryce huff jets edge again I, bears i think are gonna really go after edge guys um i don't know if they're gonna draft him or not but i it feels like they're gonna go caleb williams into receiver in, in the top 10 so free agency i think you're getting a, you're addressing the edge so i'm going bears here yeah, I kind of had similar thoughts like, hey, somebody's got to come in and replace a guy. And I feel like with Daniel Hunter leaving, I think that he would be a logical replacement in Minnesota. Uh, Huff is also a potential one hit wonder guy, though, so he could end up being a bit of a bust. So I'll be a little bit curious to monitor uh, DJ Reader, defense attack for the Bengals. Fits the Bengals well. I, I think he can, he comes back. Yeah. Bengals historically have really, really valued their defensive tackles. You think like Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, et cetera. I feel like he really makes sense to go back to the Bengals. Kyle Duggar. Homegrown dude, drafted him out of a D2 school. He, he's a Patriot through and through. I, I There's no way Gerard Mayo, a defensive-minded head coach, lets that Kyle Duggar walk. He can play like four different positions on the defense. Yeah, you guys really have a lot of quality free agents. Like next year's Patriots squad could be pretty scary. I also have Duggar going back to New England. Uh, Cameron Curl, safety for the commanders. I think he's, you already said it. They need defensive back help. I don't know why you're going to let him walk if you don't have it. I know I know in your mind you have Antoine Winfield, I think, coming to the commanders. So that that's why. But I, I think they have to keep him. Yeah, I can't just have a ton going in. I think that Cameron Curl makes a lot of sense to go to Chicago. They just cut Eddie Jackson. Remember Eddie Jackson, the all pro from just like three years ago? He got cut in Chicago. I think Cameron Curl makes sense as a replacement there. Pair him with Jalen Johnson. You have an elite secondary almost right off the bat. Uh, Trent Brown, your favorite player in this entire Not, No chance he's coming back to the Patriots, right? This screams commanders to me. I, I think they're going to try to protect their quarterback. Uh, it, it's honestly a terrible free agent signing. So that this is the type of organization that would break the bank. Jets would be number two. Yeah. Even with new ownership, this totally feels like a commander signing. You, you nailed it. The commanders have nobody on that offensive line. You got to get somebody, just a big body to be able to protect whoever they bring in to be the next quarterback. Sam Howell was getting drilled last year. They definitely missed uh, having Brandon Scherf back there. And so getting somebody else like Trent Brown, like, sure. It, this feels like this feels like he's going to show up to camp overweight and then just get cut in the first year. Do you, do you think commanders zig when everyone thinks they're going to zag and actually take Joe Alt number two and, and double down on uh, Sam Howell? That'd be crazy. And also just a massive mistake. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, maybe you hit on that tackle. Maybe you don't, but like you got to hit on a quarterback at some point and you can't just keep rolling it back with Sam Howell or the Taylor Heineke's of the world. You got to get an elite guy and a quarterback because the commanders went from a rebuild to another rebuild, it feels like. And so they really need to freaking start nailing some things down. I hope they don't, just for the sake of their team. <laughs> Although it'd be funny. Uh, next up, Kevin Dotson, guard for the Rams. Yeah, back to the Rams. Uh, it's the, you don't let offensive linemen walk. 
They seem every word they've been saying is they absolutely love him. And honestly, for as much as we kind of like make fun of the Rams as like not being a good, well-run organization by the front office because they were very short-sighted to get that Super Bowl, they have a lot of cap space. Like they can definitely afford to re-sign Kevin Dotson, no problem. So I also have him going back to the Rams. Calvin Ridley. It's got to stay with the Jaguars. I, I know re-signing him changes the pick from a third to a second or a second to a first. They've already publicly said they don't care. Like they, they just want talent to really – I mean, you have to figure out at some point, are you keeping Trevor Lawrence, right? Are, are you going to sign him to this massive deal? And if he has Christian Kirk, he has um, you know Mike Mike Ingram. Not In- Yeah, Mike Ingram, right? Mike – Evan Ingram. There Evan, we go. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, you, have, you have three legitimate – offensive threats and he doesn't get it done i think then you have to say okay maybe he's not it right yeah absolutely and i i think that this kind of goes back to the leonard williams conversation right like they are already super invested in calvin ridley by virtue of trading some draft picks to get him i feel like they're gonna be willing to pay up in order to keep him in the building so i think he's also logically going back to the jaguars Next up, Mike Owenu. Yeah, you can't lose two tackles in an offseason. Trent Brown's not coming back. You have to re-sign Mike. Yeah, and I, I think Mike's great. You really sold me on him. I honestly didn't know who he was until later half of this past year, but he seemed to just really start balling out. And I, you just don't let him out of the building, it feels like. You maybe draft another tackle or something, and Owenu can play either side realistically, but he's got to be back for next year. He's young. He's super well, and young. Our, our offensive line had so many problems that if you have a guy that has been – at least consistent like that's not the person you let leave right I and mean, that's the, that's the one you have to sign and, and try to build your your offensive line around agreed agreed next we are going through the quarterback carousel so one of the hard things with this whole free agency exercise is you kind of start needing to telegraph what are the potential trades what are the potential cuts at quarterback and where are all the quarterbacks ultimately going to land so i listed like 10 15 open quarterback jobs kind of already have a few of them settled just by virtue of some of these teams are just kind of stuck with some of these quarterbacks. It's like a, it's like a bad marriage, you know, you can't really get rid of them at this point. So we're going to go team by team of all these quarterback needy or kind of quarterback looking around teams and deciding which quarterbacks ultimately going to land with them, starting with the Chicago bears. Yeah. Caleb Williams. It's why you can't get the first pick two years in a row and, and not end up going QB. I, I agree. And it seems like a lot of people are already trying to big brain their way out of Caleb Williams. People are going to hate Caleb Williams already can guarantee you that uh, it's because he paints his nails. People don't like him. People don't like that. He was crying on the sideline. People don't like that. He doesn't show up to every interview. I'm like, the talent's there. Caleb Williams is elite. He's crazy good. And people are already getting mad at him this week because he's not uh, throwing at the combine. I'm just like, I don't care. The The talent is there. He is a crazy good prospect. Not He's not like an all-all-timer. Like I feel like T-Law was still a better prospect than Caleb Williams, uh, but he he's up there. He's in the upper half for sure. Yeah, like, I, let's I also him. consider the number one prospect never throw like nothing that you do at that combine can help you right t law didn't do anything at the combine i'm pretty sure i know for sure joe burrow didn't but like the guys that know they're going number one you don't go to the combine it, it can't help you agreed next up minnesota vikings kirk's coming back that's all i can say about that yeah yeah, you are kind of expounding upon that. Uh, I think this is a very good Jaden Daniels situation. I feel like that the Vikings could ultimately trade up, get Jaden Daniels. Um, I will say, I the more I read up on Jaden Daniels, the more I kind of understand why I didn't like him as an NFL prospect. Dude is an all-time light guy. 
Dude is 205 pounds. If you look through the list of guys who are 205 pounds or lower and see how much success they have in the NFL in terms of just like number of games played and how well they play, the list is like rookie Bryce Young last year and then Kirk Cousins, actually. <laughs> and it's like, I, I just, I'm just not a fan. I, I can't talk myself into Jane Daniels, but it does feel like the Vikings will trade up and maybe overpay to get Daniels. Uh, it just feels like that would fit their timeline a little bit better. And you got the LSU connection with Jefferson, and it works out. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, this a lot of smoke around Justin Fields, and I, I can I think I've already called that maybe like a month or two ago, where I was like, this seems like a just an absolute perfect fit. I, I think they, I think it, their second round pick is high enough it could get it done. Yeah, get him with Raheem Morris as the new uh, head coach, and then obviously all that talent around him. It's gonna be it's gonna be a breath of fresh air for him, and especially on the offensive line too. Man, you got Chris Lindstrom and Jake Matthews, just like stalwarts and everything. Just that foundation you didn't really have, honestly, in Chicago. So I feel like it could really be a good turnaround for Justin Fields pretty quickly. Buccaneers. I've already said I got Kirk Cousins. Who you got here? Baker. He's coming back. Yep. Next one's really easy because they're locked in. The Saints. Saints literally have to use car next year. They can't afford not to. Yeah, they got no other options and they're just stuck with them because he's so dang expensive and they keep restructuring his contract to like not be able to get away from him. They are stuck with Derek Carr. So that is the move. Uh the commanders. Uh for me, it's Jaden Daniels. I think there's some, you know, some people are saying Drake May that's yeah, is kind of the second best QB in the draft. I, I think Daniels just keeps getting hyped, 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 and, and their new regime I, I think just takes the takes the chance on he kind of fits what they want to do a little bit more. Are are you saying Daniels is like a prediction or like what you would do? The prediction. I I don't know. I th- I think Drake May is too good to pass at number two. I agree. And I also like everything that Drake May has been saying this past week. Dude seems like a baller, especially off the field. And they kind of need a dog. You know, they need someone that's really confident like that. And that's where I have Drake May landing is the commanders. If they try and big brain their way out of this, uh, all the mock drafts right now are saying Jaden Daniels, also potentially J.J. McCarthy could be an option at number two. Dog, if they go J.J. McCarthy, write them off. <laughs> yeah, poverty franchise at that point. It doesn't matter that you change ownership. You're still stupid. Uh, yeah, it, it feels like it's Drake May or bust, and I, I can totally see the commanders still messing that up, but uh, Drake May is like the most obvious, most... Uh, the, it would just be the smart pick overall, and I think that they ultimately do make that decision. But we were saying Stroud all year last year going into this thing, and then the Panthers messed that up. So what are you going to do? Uh, New York Giants. That, that Daniel Jones contract, you can't get away from it. He's going to be your QB. Apparently, they've been trying to get away from it. There's been a lot of smoke about them getting rid of him. But yeah, that 140 plus million dollar deal, 40 plus a year, whatever it was, feels like it's going to be insurmountable for them to get rid of uh, the Raiders. Yeah, I think the Raiders want a guy with some swag, with some major upside. They strike me as a second or third round. Go grab a Spencer Rattler and see what happens. Yeah, Rattler was like really rising up boards uh, late late last year and then you decided to go back to school doesn't really seem like he's going to be as that high of a pick but i mean the raiders love them a mid-round quarterback that's what they got in aoc right now i think they go with a mix of aoc and then i think they are also the team that ultimately trades up to go get jj mccarthy i think that he makes a lot of sense they're at 13 right now maybe mccarthy ends up dropping there maybe they have to go up a couple more picks but i think that they go after the 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 worst quarterback of all the top ones it's just very very raidersy not not projecting here uh just in your opinion jj mccarthy definitely not a first round qb right 
no no draft him in the third round and see what happens you know but like first round it's criminal it's just if he goes above if he goes above Penix jr this world's insane agreed i think Penix is so much better and he should be worthy of a late first round pick in my mind right now but he's healthy he's passing all of his physicals i don't know that big brains you know i i can't handle it broncos uh Minshew kind of fits i think what uh what uh sean payton likes to do it, it, it seems like i mean it seems like a decent fit they've got to drop russ uh, after what happened last year um yeah he, he just kind of fits yeah no i agree and i think that they're kind of in cap hell still to a degree and so they got to just get a cheaper guy and Minshew played pretty well last year and so they're just going to keep treading water uh the steelers a lot of smoke around russell wilson I kind of like it if they get him at a vet men because the Broncos have to drop Russ like that. That's a huge Steelers move right there. And, and I think he's a, a good enough leader that, you know, Tomlin really likes bringing him in. I, I think he could just really help elevate that team. Yeah. The first time I heard this rumor was whenever I was uh, talking to this guy at the bar and he was drunkenly trying to sell me on it. It was very funny. But honestly, the more I think about it, the more I don't hate it. They have good receivers. Uh, honestly, him and Tomlin can make some magic happen. So I think that Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Browns I threw on here uh, as well. Sim- similar to your AOC plus JJ McCarthy for the Raiders. I think the Browns are just kind of stuck with what their quarterback room is. So it's just going to be Watson plus uh, good old Joe, the dragon Flacco. Um, I, d- I don't envy them. That's a brutal quarterback room, but I, d- I just don't know what else you can do. You're, you're stuck with Watson. Yeah. Browns a Zach Wilson destination. Potentially. I have, Oh, oh my God. I- Zach Wilson's trading himself to the, to the, I guess, a. Uh, the Bronx uh, golf team. I don't know where he's going. Yeah. And it really feels like they're stuck with Deshaun Watson. Although I've seen some creative trades that people have been cooking up with Deshaun Watson, despite his salary cap figure. Okay. We got to blow through these last couple. We got the Titans up next. You're stuck with Levis. Malik ain't it. Um, Ryan Tannehill ain't it. Will Levis. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But you got to go with Levis. I don't like that for them at all. And it seems like Tannehill is going to be somewhere else next year as a backup at some spot. Last up, the Patriots. It's. I think it's going to be if Drake May falls, they grab him. Else, it's going to be Mac Jones for one more year, and they grab Marvin Harrison Jr. Is this a Tannehill destination? Maybe. God, please don't put that on me. A hundred times, no. I would rather watch another Mac Jones season. You want a swagged out white boy? Another one? <laughs> we already have our swagged out white, but we have two of them in, in the Zapster and Mac Jones. I think it'd be kind of fun. I mean, he's a bit of a floor raiser, you know, just like get them a little bit better potentially. I have Baker going here. I think that Baker in New England could be electric for all the reasons I mentioned earlier. But yeah, I, I we, neither of us had Tannehill in our predictions here. Where do you think he ultimately goes? Back up in Kansas City? <laughs> uh maybe yeah or if if the vikings get rid of kirk you know bring in Tannehill and draft a qb just like something like that i, I don't know super bowl champion blaine gabbert's available that's always an option <laughs> for sure absolutely brutal well that is our show i hope everybody enjoys the combine and the upcoming nfl free agency period we're gonna be rocking and rolling with more of these things as we get closer to the draft so talk to y'all later see you buddy bye